Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by the kick demon, Janai Kai. Janai, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fantastic to be speaking with you today. You've been doing quite, quite a lot recently, but at the time of recording this, you are set to be in the double main event of the season finale of Women's Wrestling Army that's launching next week. So I'm curious too, I love Maria Canales. I love everything WWA stands for, but can you tell us more about your personal experience working in WWA and under the eye of Maria Canales? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, It's been a great experience because Maria really focuses on each and every one of us. And it's just great to have a role model and someone like Maria in charge because she's she's been through a lot. And she's gone through basically almost every company. And um, she's just been able to really teach us and guide us in the right direction and she knows what to do creative wise too um and she knows how to basically use each and every one of us like we're all different in our own way but she already knows what she wants to do with us individually which is awesome because you know when you go to like other promotions sometimes you don't know if you fit in yeah or like, you're, you're probably like, oh, I don't know if they, they really want to, to have me here again, or if they see me being like a good feature on their, on their show or to be able to, to come to their shows again. And like, we always have that in our mind, but Maria has been able to really work with us and make sure that she helps us grow in that sense. And she really makes us feel welcomed. And I feel like, too, you're also in a, a a roster that cultivates, like, creative energy, I feel. There's a lot of veterans in there. Like, we've seen Deanna Prazo, Tasha Steele's in there. Taya was there. The Hex has been there. Obviously, Masha. Masha's in there, too. So you've been also to work with a bunch of women who you might have not been able to work with otherwise. I know you've worked with a bunch of them on the indies, but it's also cultivating new opportunities, too, I feel. Yeah, it does. And I I love working with all of them, too. Um, They're great. And it's always a good time, especially backstage, um, just to, you know, you know, just chill and like talk and like, you know, catch up because we don't really see each other a lot, too. So it's good to like see like what's coming up, like what we've been doing, what we've been working on, like stuff like that. So it's always always a good time. Yeah, and you've been having a, like I alluded to earlier, you've been having a really good time. Obviously, you have Mania Week coming up next week. That's going to be huge. But last month, you obviously fulfilled your dream of going to Japan where you wrestled for TJPW. And you said previously that you learned a lot while you were there. So can you tell us some of the things that maybe you learned about yourself or maybe in wrestling just from your experience there? Yeah, um... So I've been still trying to to think back to to really think about like what exactly did I learn? Like I do feel like I've grown yeah. like personally and I, and I just don't know how to explain it because okay. it's an overall experience that I just really wish that everyone can, you know, go through and it's just like something around the wrong, around the lines where it's like all right, you're by yourself in another country because that's basically what I was going through okay yeah. I'm by myself in another country okay now I'm really taking in how it is to be kind of like a professional wrestler in a sense where now I'm at another level and uh, you know 
I was able to have guidance from other people that were over there too. Um, like I was able to meet up with some people and really learn from them how it is wrestling in Japan. And so I learned a lot from them when it comes to that and um, just how to continue to go back over there because I do want to go back to Japan and continue to wrestle there. So I was asking a lot of questions around, around that, um, but also just um, observing how they do work over there and how things go down it definitely is different when it comes to organization um because they're really uh, on point with certain things when it comes to like taking care of the wrestlers and how the whole itinerary is for the whole day um because the way that i experienced it the the show was early in the day and it wasn't at night like how it usually is over here in the states where the show is later at night some in the morning but like Typically, it's later yeah. at 7 or 8 p.m. when the shows happen. But over there, you're doing a show like at 12 p.m. or even like 3, I would say, is the latest. And then once you're done with the show, you have like the rest of the day to do whatever. But, but yeah, that's also something that I've realized. I feel like, too, we, we just uh, talked off air briefly about it. You wrestled a show last year in Dallas at 9, like 9 in the morning. Yeah. I was there for it. I think we were all super tired. So I would say noon, 3 p.m. isn't as bad. Maybe it's like an early, early morning uh, match. Oh, no, yeah. It's, de- it's definitely a little bit better. Yeah. Like, I can sleep in a, a couple more hours. A little bit. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fine. But, yeah, 9 a.m. was a whole other think <laughs> yeah i'm interested too because you had kind of dreamt about going to japan you got to fulfill it did japan live up to your expectations i know ahead of time you reached out to several several people to prepare but would you say it lived up to your expectations oh yeah like i've been thinking about japan since i was like in fifth grade as yeah. far back as i can remember like fifth grade my mom tells me like it was earlier than that that i've been wanting to go to japan but like oh yeah i've literally been thinking about this day like forever and I already had in mind what I want to do where I wanted to go just like everything and it definitely fulfilled my expectations but there's still more that I want to do and want to see so that's why I'm I'm aiming to go back (laughs) now of the things you did get to see of course there's still some things you you haven't yet but of the time you did get to explore the scenes what aspects of Japan outside of wrestling really stood out to you and uh so I was very much into like Japanese fashion, so I really wanted to go to the hot spots like Harajuku or Shibuya, and I wanted to see all of that, which I did, and it was great because I saw a lot of like the Japanese fashion brands there too, and it was just so cool because I was like, man, like I used to buy Japanese magazines, and it was like literally like studying these fashion brands. And I was a fashion student too. So that's part of the reason why I was very yeah. much into it. And so um, that was like the main thing that I, like, I love seeing. And um, I also got to buy some of the things at the stores, which was mm-hmm. great, um, including this shirt. This is actually a reversal shirt. Um, I just learned about reversal recently because they work with professional wrestlers, mm-hmm. but um, like Kenta, Kenta wears reversal, but yeah, like I I did a few a few stops at some stores. I packed half my bag too because I knew I was gonna go shopping. So you're smart. I, yeah, that was very smart of me to do because <laughs> if I didn't do that, man, that I would have been screwed. <laughs> 
I feel like to having that kind of eye for fashion, it's kind of always ingrained in you, I feel like. And I'm one who feels like ring gear is really underappreciated. Obviously, yours has a lot of to do with your background in Taekwondo and all of that. But within the landscape right now, whose ring gear aesthetic or kind of ring gear game do you really admire or enjoy seeing? Hmm. I think I really enjoy seeing Taya Valkyrie's gear because I know she's also a fashion student too yes um so I kind of relate to her in that way as well but like she really goes all above and beyond when it comes to her gear and she was talking a little bit about that before when there when we had like a, a seminar um a, a couple years ago but yeah like I really enjoy watching her entrance and Same. just seeing like all of the effort that she has put in to to just everything from the coat to just the gear in general, like the rhinestones, just the everything boots. stands out. Yeah, the, the boots. boots iconic. The boots are like, <laughs> yeah, iconic. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like Ringer really presents, because obviously a lot of it is your skill, but a lot of it is the presentation too. And yours obviously aligns, you have different aesthetics because you're the kick demon. She's La Wera Loca. So everyone has a different kind of look vibe going on. But I feel like yours really obviously hones in with your specific look too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I try and keep it simplistic too, but like still representing my background. Yeah, and of course, your nickname does that too. And even just watching you, you have the fiercest kicks in the game. And obviously, while on the topic of Japan, food-wise, was there any particular food dish or snack that you enjoyed there that you're unable to get here in America? Uh, Yeah, there was a couple of things. Um, there was one that I keep forgetting the name of. <laughs> but it's like chicken cutlet, ch chicken cutlet and egg in a rice bowl type thing and there's a story behind that specific okay. dish it's like kind of like the chicken and the egg like it's like a family so it's kind of like yeah. a family bowl type deal it's kind of hard to explain you know Balayanaki yes yes so he I met up with him in Meisuruga over in Japan and like the lion was explaining to me yeah. what that meal actually means, which is kind of funny, but like he'll kill me if I, because I don't remember the freaking name <laughs> of the meal because he's been reminding me what it is. But yeah, that was something that I enjoyed eating. And then when I went out with them, um, I had raw horse meat. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that might freak people out at first, but how did it taste for you? To be honest, it didn't really taste like anything. Okay. Yeah. And there's a particular way to eat it too. Like eat it with certain things, like yeah. in a little plate, like it was all set up in a certain way. Um. So like, yeah, I didn't really sense any, like define the taste from it. So I don't know. Like I, it's, I can't even explain what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I, I feel like it's more of a mental thing is what I was saying. It probably yeah. tastes all right, but just knowing like what you're eating, sometimes yeah. it can like psych yourself out. Yeah. Like I've had that. Mm -hmm. I've had that a few times, but in real life, like everyday life for you, what snacks do you normally gravitate towards? Or if you're going to treat yourself, what is Janai Kai's preference of choice? Mm. <laughs> Usually I would grab either like popcorn real quick. Or just some fruit, 
like a bowl of fruit or something I love fruit healthy I'm such a fruit person yeah I don't really gravitate towards like junk food like that it's either like popcorn or a bowl of fruit (laughs) now do you have a favorite fruit then yes I do love strawberries I I do love strawberries like any like berries really (laughs) same 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 i get that except i'm not really fond of blueberries it's really the only fruit i don't really eat i'll eat anything else though for some reason i don't know though we all have our own little uh preferences and whatever when it comes to food you like to stay healthy as you should you're obviously in this world of wrestling and you treat yourself when maybe you feel like it fair Mm -hmm. enough but like like we were alluding to you you're building and building your resume you have a lot on the horizon but kind of looking back on the last year we have what's called a watch list feature here on WrestleZone so Mm -hmm. over the last year or so is there a particular match of yours that really stands out or you feel really proud of Mm. there's a couple of them okay definitely um okay so me versus jungle kiona garden state State. yeah um that was definitely one because i believe that was the first time i was wrestling a joshi like one-on-one so that was like a time where i was like really trying to prove to myself that i can hang with them basically um and that that was a fun match i'm very proud of how that match you know became and yeah i appreciate kiona too she she's wonderful i met up with her in japan as well when i went over there um but yeah that match and then my match against um queen Aminata at women's wrestling army um for sure because i don't know me and her kind of have this vibe in a sense like we I know we live different lives a little bit, but, like, we still can relate to each other. I think it's more of, like, um, a passion thing, like, a motivation thing. Like, we both have the same mentality when it comes to that, and we were able to, like, put that that together in the ring. So I I really, really love that match, too. Um, So, like, Hyona, um, Queen Aminata... And then recently, you know, in Japan, like with Miyu Watanabe, I, yeah, that was another moment where it kind of, it was like a confirmation moment to me where I was like, yeah, this is where I want to (laughs) be. And that's where you are. And like you said, through those experiences, you've continued to grow and grow as a person. I think we all strive to keep growing just in life in general. So it, throughout your career so far, how do you think that you've grown as a person and as a competitor through your time in the sport so far? I've grown tremendously because I've, I've even been through like a horrible injury. Yes. That took a toll on my, my mental health. But, like, I still kept strong with that. Like, I knew I had to. And I knew it wasn't the end for me, like, thankfully, because that, like, a neck injury is, like, the worst, probably the worst injury you can have. Um, And, like, ever since then, that's where just everything started just going up. And, like, I'm so thankful for that, you know. Just, I mean, I'm not thankful to break my neck, but, I'm, you know. No. <laughs> but that that was something, you know, that was supposed to happen you know every everyone has their story and that that's my story like that's what kind of made me grow and who I am 
Yeah, and I think I remember it was a while ago, but I think it was an article or something that said like that you mentioned the doctors didn't predict that you would ever like wrestle again. And oh, yet yeah. you you still pushed through. How do you think that you were able to do that and kind of defy the odds? It's like a it's like when you know, you know yourself. Yeah. You're like, "Nah, like I know I know I feel it like they told me like the first follow-up they told me yeah like you're not going to be able to wrestle no more wrestling basically yeah and I just kind of sat there in silence because I wasn't even going to try and like have a conversation or try yeah. and, you know and so um I just continued to just eat healthy made sure that I was recovering you know healthy wasn't rushing anything and then, and then the second follow-up the doctor said okay, you can go back to wrestling, but don't do what you did before. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So that was like, you know, a little step up for sure, because even the doctors, their decision kind of changed a little bit. But um, yeah, ever since then, like, it's just been, you know, stay healthy. My stretching routine has changed. Um, you know, been focusing more on getting my strength back in my upper body because that was totally gone. And, you know, slowly getting to it, back into it as well, because when it comes to recovering from an injury, like, you cannot rush recovery. Patience is key. <laughs> you cannot do it. Your body yeah. won't let you do it, no matter what. Even if you think, oh, well, like, I did this, so I'm good. No, that's just a little step. Like, you can't just hop back into the ring just because, like, you're able to just lift five pounds, like, or just, like, you know, like, just, like, for a, li a little thing, like really take your time because the more time you take the better the recovery will be you seem like even just speaking with you i feel like not everybody would have that mentality because like you said i feel like a lot of people would want to rush that want they want to get back right in but your mentality of kind of being patient putting the work end you know is is like a more mature mentality for me so you seem like very very wise and obviously you've gotten to learn from a bunch of people working throughout i mean japan wwa you've had a few since in aw all across the indies has there really been any words of wisdom or advice that has really stuck stuck out to you throughout your career so far hmm. not so much stick out to me okay. but um you know i just appreciate that support that I've had, like, there's been, been a lot of people who've reached out to me or, you know, have, you know, let me know certain things or been there for me when I ask for advice um, on certain things. Um, so that's just overall, like, what has been happening. Um, nothing too major that has, like, really stuck to me, you know. Um, I do try and reach out to, like, my, my trainers here and there, yeah. or I'll even, um, you know, I right now I train back and forth with like Cheeseburger and Sumi. Sumi, like, uh, she moved to Florida, but like, I still like keep in touch with her and things like that. So, like, I appreciate like their support too and everything because they, they like the Cheeseburger, like, he sees what I'm doing. He's always like, you know, giving me like the, the most positive comments yeah. and everything. <laughs> What has been some of, obviously, I mean, Sumi's been around since forever. She's currently on her kind of retirement tour. Cheeseburger has been around for a while. He's still very active. What has been some of that feedback that you've received maybe that you could share? Um, The most was just like 
from what I've gotten is just continuing to to be myself and my style, especially because Sumi kind of gets it with the the whole style thing and the martial yeah. arts background. And when it comes to training with her, like she kind of does like the the Joshi style training and like the grappling and all of that. So that really helps me out a lot. Um, and then Cheeseburger, he will give me some advice, like when it comes to like my striking and stuff like that, like which I really appreciate. Um, so like he'll he'll um give me a little bit when it comes to like whenever he sees me or like in person doing matches, um, because now he's doing some indies too. So like whenever we like see each other and he watches my match, he'll give me some feedback. I feel like that's too. You're surrounding yourself, obviously your trainers, Sumi Sakai, Cheeseburger, so many amazing people that you're around. So keeping yourself uh growing and evolving, and obviously you've grown a lot as a person. But kind of looking back further a little bit I heard you were a little bit of a a raver in high school so (laughs) can you tell me more about that and more about your high school self how was Janai Kai in high school years I was I was all (laughs) over I was all over the place to be honest I was a whole different character um yeah if I showed you a picture of me and from high school you would not believe that was me because like I was okay I was a raver I was going to anime conventions I was in that that anime group in high school like we were kind of like the weirdos like people were were cool with me like they didn't bully me bully me or anything but like they knew that I was different yeah but I was still cool with them like it was it was all over the place and then again I was very into like fashion Japanese fashion so I was dressing like crazy in high school too um so yeah it was a good time like I'm glad I lived my high school years that way because I just did so much and like I I'm just thankful for the friends that I had too because they were carefree and just did whatever whatever they wanted to do and stuff so it was cool to hang around them (laughs) now when you're talking about raves maybe I'm thinking of a rager where it's more like music based or a rave's more like parties and like get togethers and stuff maybe it's just me not knowing (laughs) so the raves for me started at the anime convention okay that's why I kind of put them together in a sense but um so like at the anime conventions, um, the raves would happen Friday and Saturday night after all of the panels and everything happens. And like me and my friends would go and like we would stay up all night until like 6 a.m. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the raves would happen there. And like I was under 18 too. So like the 18 plus raves, like I couldn't go to that were outside of anime conventions. Um, so that's when I would go to raves and then finally when I turned 18 that's when I started going to other raves Mm -hmm. and festivals outside of anime conventions (laughs) now I know maybe you you weren't a cosplayer but I know a lot of people when they go to conventions do cosplay I know there's other things you can do but what would you normally do when you were at these conventions besides the raves of course (laughs) yeah so I would just dress in like Japanese fashion like style like street fashion with my friends um or I would dress up as somebody but like as like a because I was into Japanese rock music too so I would dress up as a Japanese rock band member so that's what I would do like me and my friends would dress up like as the band together (laughs) I man I wish I could see some of these photos of (laughs) what you would wear to these I feel like it it's so different from what you are now because like you said before you're kind of minimalistic you obviously have a different character now but I I just want to I wish I could see just Janai just 
out in your anime kind of everything. Oh my gosh. I still oh. have those pictures for sure. They're they're stored. They're yeah. stored in a profile somewhere <laughs> that I don't add everybody in. No, but no. Like, fair enough. I get that. <laughs> yeah, I like to to keep those though and just to remember like those memories. Yeah. You mentioned obviously Japanese rock music. What does your general music taste look like now? Um, well, I still have my Japanese rock yes. playlist. Like, I'll still play it for nostalgia reasons, you know, like just to like you know go back. <laughs> but um, I have the, the Japanese rock. I have some K-pop in there too. Um, and then I have—I don't even know how to explain it. Okay, it's like very dark rap grunge playlist. It has um. It has groups like the Suicide Boys, Ghost Main. Like it's very like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like they're they're rapping, but it's like intense. Yeah, like, you want to like go fight or work out, like lift heavy, like type music. I feel like that would motivate you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I walk out to Suicide Boys usually yeah. like for GCW, JCW. That's usually the song I'm walking out to interesting yeah <laughs> what are some of the bands in the japanese rock um genre is the word i'm looking for yeah so there's one specific type of like subgenre in j-rock called visual k and um they're more dark like um i don't know how to explain their style it's very like they wear a bunch of makeup their mm-hmm. hair is like different colors like it's very out there colorful yeah yeah um and uh, one band i could recommend is the gazette the gazette is a very um popular band they've been around for like 20 years and but they're still going um and i actually saw them in concert in new york because they came to america for the first time and that was great just to see that um they they were so good at live so i definitely recommend checking out the gazette that's that's like the most popular band i could recommend for you i'll have to look them up because i'm very curious i've never listened to it but i'm i'm curious because there's so many genres and like sub genres out there that you can Mm -hmm. go down this this rabbit hole and then maybe find a genre that you didn't even know that you needed in your life you know yeah (laughs) oh yeah I'm curious. I have two more questions for you. Outside of wrestling, we've, we've established you love anime. Obviously, music is big for everybody. But how else do you spend your downtime? What activities or things do you like to do to do for fun or kind of unwind? Um. Well, I do like to draw. Like, I just, I doodle a little bit. I like to draw yeah. with, like, my pen, like, really cool designs on my sketchbook. I like to do that. And then... I just got back into sewing again, but not with the sewing machine. I just like hand sew little things or just adding little things to like my clothes. Like I started doing that again. Um, But uh, overall, I always try and think of like new content to make. Um, Yeah, like I just like to do anything creative wise as you can see (laughs) yeah I feel like too you could incorporate something you make maybe into like a little like part of your like I don't know part of your ring gear or something yeah something small you know yeah which I recently did so whenever like uh, whenever I think of something creative it has to do with either like wrestling or just some maybe something personal but usually it's like wrestling related Yeah. yeah wrestling is basically our lives I yeah get that. <laughs> obviously you mentioned to uh creating content I know not everything we do we see on social media we kind of present 
what we want. And it can be a really useful tool on obviously building your brand and networking, but it can also be really toxic sometimes. So yeah. how do you sculpt a healthy relationship with social media? How do you keep yourself in check when it comes to that? Uh, so I kind of just not even try to pay too much attention to the timelines um specifically twitter you know that's <laughs> like fair. I'll, I'll scroll i'll see what's going on what the updates are announcements yeah but if it's like anything remotely close to being negative or starts like critiquing certain things like from like you know like just just certain like trolls out there that just want to start acting like they're they know everything about the business like if it, if it's stuff like that i'm like all right I'll get off real quick because I can't even read this. This is ridiculous. This is already ridiculous that I'm reading this. So I I just get off, whatever. I'll come back later. It's always going to be there for the most part. But like, yeah, I don't even try and pay attention too much. Like I've, I mean, I've seen comments about me here and there, but like even so, I don't try and like, react to it or make like a a tweet about someone saying something about me like I don't even try and give the energy or entertain those people about what they say you know that makes sense but you know as we're talking about social media I'm gonna end it by having you plug your social media so can you tell the people where they can find you when you are when they're creating a positive environment (laughs) yeah um so I'm on Instagram and my handle is Janai underscore Kai. And then Twitter is the same thing, Janai underscore Kai. You can follow me on both platforms. I'm also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Janai Kai, where I post like daily blog posts, some like sit down video, like update videos too. So you can um, subscribe on there too. Janai, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Now I have some bands to go check out. Yeah. So Thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, no problem.